What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Uh, you guys can find us, of course, if you don't know already, by downloading the Roku and Amazon, <laughs> downloading our app on Roku or Amazon Fire. For some reason, I've been like mix mashing that lately, and I don't know why. Anyway, thank you so much for your support. It's been absolutely amazing because ever since we've been kicked off of Facebook, and I think as of in like three hours, I get to go live again after a month. Um, but you guys have all come over to the network to watch, and it means so much to us. Um, because, well, what's the point of having a network if people don't watch you there? So it means a lot. Thank you for your support. It's been absolutely awesome. Uh, anyway, so you guys are in for a really treat, a really big treat today because we have uh, two people here that are just incredible human beings. I had the opportunity of meeting them in Los Angeles several, gosh, it's been four years ago now. Uh, we've been Facebook friends, social media friends for a while, and they're always to up, up to something fun. Um, I know they're very, very involved with Tony Robbins. They have, and they're just up to really awesome things. They're up to, um, it's, it, it's inspiring, but what they do as a couple is something that I look up to and admire because, I mean, the way I've always looked at it is why would you be in a relationship if you couldn't just go explore the world together? And they do that. And so much more. So I don't, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about them other than I've been able to look through the social media lens and be like, man, I love it. I, I love what they're up to, but I want to learn more. So again, thank you for being here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will be right back after this. Some reason Google News allowed our content to be there, so 
check us out on Google News. Uh, so it's so exciting. Anyway, um, I'm really, really pumped about today. And one of the things that um, I noticed, I was checking out um, Scott's IMDb page. And oh my gosh, Gemini Man, 12 Monkeys, The Bay, Hunger Games. Like they're up to some cool, cool stuff. Uh, him and his wife, Nancy. This is going to be like, I don't know. I have no idea where this is going to go, but it's going to be unpredictable. It's going to be fun. Hopefully uh, it's inspiring. Hopefully it's informative. Uh, but just again, thank you for being here. And it's an absolute pleasure. You guys are going to love them. Uh, you absolutely are going to love them. Please welcome Nancy and Scott. I hope I say their last name right. Is it Kiesling? Kiesling? Yeah. Yeah. I am. My adrenaline right now is like, like flying out of me. I can't speak straight. But anyway. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Uh, super pumped. I love your energy. What? Before we get into all the fun, what are you guys grateful for today and why? Uh, Nancy, you go first. I am grateful to be here and actually have a one-to-one -one conversation with you. I feel like every time we've gotten to talk, it's been in a big group setting or a live event. So I'm just grateful to be here and be here today. Well, yeah. what about you, Scott? What about you, Ben? Yeah, well, you took the words out of my mouth, so <laughs> thanks a lot. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the relationships that I get to build, um, whether it's through Facebook friends for a little while or, or somebody I meet in the store. Um, and I've met some really interesting people the last few days and got to listen to a piece of their story. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. I really am. It's amazing what people's stories especially when it's their, their unfiltered version. It's amazing how their stories can impact you because when you hear it, I mean, like I know some people can look at it and they could judge, but I, I think for the most part, when we hear people's heart, our heart opens too, and we're able to receive what we're hearing. And, and I, what I love about it too, is it teaches us compassion and maybe in things that we didn't know that we should have compassion for. So I love that. I love people's stories. I love their testimonies. I, I, to me, it's, it's what I want. I want to hear from everybody because everybody has a story that's worthy of being heard. And yeah, that's you audience. That's telling yourself, well, no one's interested in what I have to say. Well, I've done over 500 episodes of these broadcasts now. And I remember saying the same thing. I remember going, no one wants to hear about this crap. <laughs> well, you know, I guess someone did. So <laughs> anyway, I love that. I love that great gratitude. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are here. So I want to get into the movie stuff first, because that is, I mean, first of all, 12 Monkeys is one of the best movies ever made as far as suspense goes. And then the Hunger Games, well, I mean, if that's not a foreshadowing to what's to come, possibly, <laughs> like, but it's just a great series. Like, what was that experience like? And what did you guys do in those movies? Yeah, so I, um, I, I, I'm grateful to be here. And, and I thank you for that incredible introduction. Um, and first, I want to congratulate you uh, on the Google pickup. I think that's Seriously. awesome. So congratulations yeah. uh, for you yes. and your team. Um, um, man, I'm extremely humbled. I'm in shock, to be honest. But thank you very much. Uh, that's cool. So, yeah, I, I was lucky enough uh, to 
to be able to uh, have a great career in the movie industry and, and named a few of them. Um, I agree, 12 Monkeys is probably one of the, the best films, uh, not only out there, that I, but that I've ever gotten to work on. Um, to, to watch Terry Gilliam take words from a page, really, and, and turn it into life in front of a crew. Like, we know it's fake. We know we're making a movie. Right. And to watch him really take those characters and build it uh, was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen uh, in my 30 years um, in the industry. So it was a it was a great experience. Um, I did special effects or uh, for most of my career uh, in the film industry, mechanical effects. That is so neat. I get geeked out by all that stuff. I don't really understand a lot of it. Um, but it's, and it's fascinating. The thing about the movie industry that I love the most is when you're on set, to me, it's a representation and not to go religious or anything, but it's a representation of what the body of Christ is supposed to be in the sense that we all have a role to play. That's the only role that you play. I mean, that's, you stay in your lane and when you stay in your lane, things work together in this beautiful flow and you have this magic on set and and that's and that's something that you get to see with the being on set, unlike any other business I've ever seen, because you see everyone doing their part. And what I like about that is I find it to be encouraging because you see people doing what they're supposed to do. And that holds you accountable, too. Has that been your experience? It really has. And I love that that you you pick play the role right and and we do all have a role in the collaboration of these films and you know the lessons not not only to see somebody great do a great job right and i've worked with with greats and i don't say that to be egotistical sure. i've worked with greats and to watch the level at which they conduct themselves and the lessons I got to learn from all of them about fear and failure and, and, and success and what those things really mean in how you define them. Um, there's no such thing as failure. And the lessons that I got from the movie industry have allowed me to utilize that in so many ways in my life and, and in others. One thing that I want to segue here now, the um, speaking of everyone playing their roles, in the personal development world, which you guys are very involved with, with Tony Robbins, um, and just, you know, you guys are an influence to so many people as a couple and individuals. But one thing I've noticed about being around the personal development world, the speaking world, um, it very it, for all the talk about serving and all the talk of helping people and being your best self that is the one industry that to me singles out individuality more than anything else meaning you don't see a lot of now you can be part of my team but you're going to be under me it's not really it's not set up where you see people working together it doesn't encourage working together and working in that uniform fashion as much because everyone wants to be the top paid speaker, the top author, the, you know, the top talk show host. But it's very, very me-centric in a world that's personal development. And the way that I've always understood personal development for me is that personal development really is not even that much about you. It's about what 
comes out of you and comes through you as a contribution to society, to your fellow man, to people. How do you how do you see the personal development world where it can improve? Because one thing I've noticed too, the days of motivational speaking, like that buzz that's around it, those days are kind of done. Like people now, that's not what they're looking for. It's changing. But so how do the people that are in that personal development space not only pivot, but also find a way that is more unifying and getting people to work together to take on things to go out and change the world? Yeah, I I really think bringing back more interpersonal connection. You know, when we think of personal development, yes, it's looking inward, it's learning about you. But the way that we learn about ourselves is also by putting ourselves around other people that have gone where we haven't gone yet and to learn from them and to build connections and build relationships. You know, when we look at life coaching, I look at life coaching today and, you know, you hear a lot of people where they're like, oh, my God, another coach has hit the books. Like there's so many. We're inundated by them. But really, it's a great thing that all these people are coming around to share their expertise of how they got to where they are. And they're helping someone who isn't quite there yet, even if they're just a step above. And that's how it used to be years ago when we used to sit around with family and we had talks and you had the uncle in the business. I mean, that had his own business or you had a, a aunt and uncle or cousins that had a great marriage and you heard their stories. Right? You get to hear how they got to where they were and whatever it was that they were talking about. That's what life coaching is today. And these motivational speakers, they're, they're speaking how they got to where they are today. So instead of it being just me and just us up here, we love to bring people together to learn from each other. And I think if we bring more people back into the mix and make it group oriented, it could help with people propelling that much quicker in their self-development. I like that. And I think that you guys are truly an example of that because what you guys do for, well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming is your, your your career is your adventure business. Yeah. Talk about why you started that and then tell people what you all do. Yeah. Um, so it, it started uh, a long time ago in... <laughs> in a little town called Wilmington, North Carolina. And I opened a rock climbing gym as a side hustle to my movie industry stuff, right? Because my son was getting older and I was not spending time with him. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna find a way to have this balance. So I opened this gym, I became a, a, a rock climbing guide. I've been climbing as a hobby my whole life. And I found the conversations that I had with people brought them back. And a day later, a week later, a month later, they would come back and say, you know, Scott, that conversation where I was not going to rappel down that ledge and I was hugging the rock and you talked to me off with an analogy or a story. I went into work and I got a raise. I went home and my marriage got better. Like the stories that I heard were like mind blown. And I started to see the, the whole picture of it, that I was actually like a vessel of, of change for people. And I could do it through adventure. Um, and then I was lucky enough to meet a woman who's crazy enough to just follow me into jungles 
and and just do anything. Oh God, it's really fun. <laughs> How can I not? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it really brings, again, that those people together. Like when we do these retreats, the people on those retreats build bombs faster than you could ever imagine. And they're long lasting. Like they stay friends forever because of that interpersonal connection. I love that. What has been like for you guys? I know you it kind of brought you together. And that seems like when you get to share those types of experiences that are really just a, a natural high and euphoria. And that is something that's super easy to bond on. But what is probably the most, the not unobvious, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not so obvious benefit that's come from this adventure business outside, like for you guys as a couple. Like what's been a, a, a not so obvious benefit for your, your relationship? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, not so obvious benefit. I would say, I guess the the amount of time that we get to spend together and work together, like, you know, we didn't, it wasn't, in, we wanted to build a business together and, and do this, but the, the amount of traveling, like we get to really do what we love and be together and then share that with other people. So there's so many like aspects to building a retreat. We have to go, you know, prospect the place and find where we're going to take people and all these different aspects to it. And that part of it is what we absolutely love. It's our, we're, we're doing our job and, and doing what we love at the same time. So I guess just the bringing together of all of that. Yeah. I, say. I, the, the only, it, what keeps popping into my head is the, the level of trust, hmm. the level of trust we have in each other yeah, to, that's true you know, go to these countries and walk around just the two of us and figure it out. Right. And before we bring guests and, and yeah, like the level of trust for me, like people talk about trust and, but the level of trust that we have, it, it goes beyond what I've, what I've seen in, in other aspects of life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So how do you guys, like, how do you avoid conflict i mean i don't understand that all couples argue and things like that but when you're together all the time you don't get that chance to breathe and so it's really really easy to not say things that probably need to be said sometimes and how do you guys prevent those clashes when you're together working all the time and you you know one of you may have a different opinion or a different idea how have you found, like, how have you guys been able to maintain a healthy relationship being together all the time? Yeah. Um, you mind if I take this one first? Sure. Um, she's right. <laughs> there it's solved. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, you know, we tend to ourselves. Um, we are, we are two people that complement each other. Um, so what I mean by that is, yes, we spend a lot of time together, but we also have our own hobbies. We have our own things that we support or do to stay us, to stay authentically us, uh, so that we can have those hard conversations and they're not hard. They're not hard when you don't bring a story or an ego or an emotion to the truth. The truth is, this is what it is. And we discussed that the idea of like 
the right and wrong sort of perspectives or again, I couldn't be more lucky to have met the woman who is not perfect, but she's perfect for me. Like, mm -hmm. so those arguments, that tenseness, that it, it, it truly doesn't exist because we have the conversations. Well, and I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Josh, of the compassion, right? The compassion and understanding for one another. You know, we both did our own personal growth work prior to meeting each other. And then, of course, it continues because it never stops, right? But the compassion and understanding to know that we're human and we, we get triggered and we, we feel certain things and to know that what you're feeling isn't about the other person's reaction isn't really personal. So to go to the conversation with the idea of just, this is how I'm feeling. I know that your reaction isn't personal to me, but let's talk about it, right? There's a, there's a understanding in that conversation instead of a blame when you come to the table with the talk. Well, so I think that's what makes it a lot to avoid the conflict in that moment. Cause it's not like you did this. Yeah. And I would, I know? would add that we have built a toolbox that we go to. Like, we don't only teach the things that we teach, we live the things that we teach. Um, so we go into that toolbox for resolution, for conversation, for um, spontaneousness, for all of these different things to make this thing better today than it was yesterday. Um, because that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys play counselor for a second. <laughs> In the nature of every broadcast I've ever done, if I'm sitting on something, I can't keep it a secret and it drives me crazy and it's eating my stomach alive. Um, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm asking you these questions for a reason. Um, I'm madly in love with my wife, uh, madly. Like she, we vibe so well on every level, creatively share a vision, have the same love language, but the area that we suck at is communication. Mm -hmm. Meaning I can say something and it's heard different and vice versa. And, you know, and then of course things get said that can't be unsaid ever. And then, you know, you're carrying the stuff into the next conversation, even though we agree that we're not gonna do that. What is, and, and, and what it, I think it is, is that, you know, there's some bad habits from previous relationships and previous experiences. And, you know, it's amazing how like healing journeys, you think you're done. And then all of a sudden something wakes up something you're like, holy shit, like there's more, like I got more of this. There's more healing to do. When you're struggling with, you know, you have a couple that's struggling to communicate and be able to hear the same language that's being spoken. Like, how do you get to that place? Like, how can you go from bad communication to all of a sudden speak, or not all of a sudden, but what are some of the tools that you can use where you can start speaking the same language so you can hear each other? Because when you don't hear each other right, it definitely feels like this isn't love, this hurts like hell, I don't like this. But really what you're saying is, no, I'm, I'm expressing love. It's just coming out in a way that is not being heard or received very well. Does that make sense? Totally. 100%. Okay. Help and, a brother out. <laughs> and it, you're not alone out there. 
I, I know I'm not alone, but right now I I want to like crawl. I wanted to like put a blanket over my head and go hide in the corner for a while. So help a brother out. Yeah. So the 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 first true steps to it are are having the awareness around it. Okay, this happens. We see it. The the second step in it is is really when we work with people is to work on how they're receiving not only what's being said, but the body language, because the body language and the physical language and their, their emotional state and their mental state all come into play in the communication, right? We think communication are just the words that we hear and there's so much more to a statement when it's said, and we call that subtext. And in the subtext is where we really start to dig in so that we can start to remove the filters of the patterns that the couple lives in. Because yes, we all get the opportunity to continue to practice and continue to learn. Um, Nancy and I are not void of that. Again, the tools that we go to are taking off the filters and communicating in a way. So if Nancy feels unheard, we don't start to elevate the conversation to who's right. We go, we go to, okay, I don't feel heard. So if Nancy doesn't feel heard, I have the opportunity to change my language so that her filters come down and we speak truth and we don't speak story or what ifs or idea of, of, of what we believe it should be, could be, would be, should have been, could have been, right? There's, there's a lot of that. But I, I would say congratulations, right? Because you get to make your relationship better today than it was yesterday. By simply, right? By simply taking a pause, right? The pause is big, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to tell you now, the pause is big. And in the pause, we get to investigate what their words are making us feel. And I don't mean making us feel because we are generating this feeling from yeah. something that we're telling ourselves while they're speaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so again, we get the opportunity to start to break this down. It, it doesn't happen overnight. My, it, it, it does not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. um, it's a practice. You've practiced your reactions and responses up to this point, even if you've grown there's still some practice pieces in there. Um, am I missing anything? You know, it's well, the fact that you touched on the, the words that we start to say in those moments, there's a deeper level of what's happening. Like when the, when the disagreement begins, the, when you don't feel heard normally, and when she doesn't feel heard, normally we start to say like, you're not understanding me. No, that's not what I meant. You don't hear me. 
we start telling them what they're doing and how they're feeling rather than yeah. saying, I look, I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel right. When we start using how I feel, it starts to bring down the other person's walls because what happens is when the walls come up, you're both not hearing each other at all because it's a deeper level of when you don't feel heard and when she doesn't feel heard, it's so much deeper than I don't feel heard. It starts going way back to those triggers of when we very first never felt heard and what that meant and the torment we felt. And so it, it's so much deeper and it builds the walls so high that you, no one hears anybody. And it just yeah. stays in the past, like you said, it's all the past stuff coming forward. So when we start with the just the I feel and this is where we're, when we stay calm, it allows us to stay in the moment and not bring the past all into it as well. Hmm. That making sense? Oh, it makes a ton of sense. It does. It does. I, um, that, yeah, it does. And I, cause this is, I'm, it's amazing how, like with my own story and how, you know, I turn my life around. It's one thing just taking care of yourself. Hmm. And then when you bring relationships into it, then you get to go, wait a second. I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> and and so much for all this personal de personal development I've done, because now it's like I'm learning all over again. And then you bring children into the mix and, the, you know, and it's been it's 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 wild what, you know, relationships teach about ourselves. And, you know, so for me, like I I still to this day am so feisty. And, and I'm, and I'm a passionate guy. So my voice, obviously it elevates so easy. So it always sounds like I'm yelling, even when I'm happy, it sounds like I'm yelling. But you know, the other part too, is like, it doesn't take, if I don't feel heard, if I don't feel any of those things, then all of a sudden it's like all that child crap that I thought I healed. I immediately, the grown man, Josh goes away and I turn into this, well, bleeping child. Like, listen, like, hear me. I'm not saying what you're saying, but, but please hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And it just, I, and I, all I do is make things worse. Mm. Like I'm so not good at walking away. And I don't know if that's because I still have abandonment issues or what. Now I'm good at running away, <laughs> but I'm not good at walking away from a, a fight, mm. <laughs> which probably makes zero sense, but that's true. Because I want to try to fix it. Yeah. And then if I feel like I can't fix it, I say, oh, screw it. And then I leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God. No. I'm so mature sometimes. No, <laughs> I, I resonate a lot with that, Josh. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because uh, that was me. Um, I was fight or flight. Like, yeah. Fight or flight, man. That was it. And what I really learned was that the fight or flight, like you just said, it was my inner child. And not only learning the pause, right? The, the pause actually is, is one of the steps. And the other one was really to learn how to fly so that I could treat her the way that I treated me. So yeah. I used to really treat myself poorly. I would yell at myself. You, you know all the things, right? You, me, oh, yeah. Very copacetic in that in that area. So I utilize that 
And so when I began to really love the inner child for everything that he went through, everything, because he built this, and I am proud of this. And as I did the work that, that we're talking about, the pause came, the, the learning to love that inner child for all of it, right? In his tantrums, in all of it, and understanding why he felt that way and that it was valid at one point in my life, right? Like it was valid to protect myself. Valid. That's over. And I did the work to come to that realization. I began to first love you, right? I, I fly. I first love me. And in that, I get to love other people only the way that I love me. That's the extent wow. of the love that I can give. And these days, I love me first, first and foremost. And I treat other people like the way that I love me. And it allows me to have the compassion. It allows me to have the understanding. It allows me to take a pause to really listen and to watch the whole conversation. Not just the words, but what's under the words and how does she look? What is she feeling? And take that as a cue to be better. And not personal, yeah. right? In that moment, we take it personally that whatever they're yeah. saying, you're not hearing us, it's personal. But it, the thing is, it's never personal. It doesn't matter if it's a cashier yelling at you at a store, your girlfriend yelling at you. It's never personal. It's their own stuff. So when we take that away, we can have that compassion and understanding a lot easier. Man, I feel like I feel like should be paying you guys by the hour for this. <laughs> but, I mean, that's it's true though. Mm. I man, it's really interesting too because you know you have two people going through a healing journey. It's amazing how that, that it can whack, whack out the chemistry, you know? And, but I, man, I just, I've never loved anyone more than I love Jessica. I, and I, and not in this codependent sick love. It's, it's a genuine love, a love that even when my heart hurts, I don't want to go you know, sabotage it. Cause I mean, I swear to you, every other relationship I was in, I was already having sex with other people. Like every fight that was my go. Okay. Well you just gave me permission. So I'm going to go sabotage the crap out of this. And like now, and I know this is, is a sign of healing is that I'm not trying to sabotage it. Um, and also that I can actually sit in this hurt and my heart hurting it effing, like all I want to do is curse now. It hurts. Like it's awful. It's the worst feeling in the world. But I know that it's supposed to teach you something because it feels like poison. Like I almost liked it better when I could disassociate and detach from things and just go, ah, screw it and, and keep on going. But, you know, we all know how that turns out and it's not pretty. So, yeah, I mean, this is I appreciate this conversation. I mean, you know, because. I needed to hear it. So, you know, who would you be if you really didn't believe that the growth would whack it out? 
right? Like, who would you be if you didn't believe that that it it, it couldn't get to that other place? Like, some of the time, it's just the limiting the beliefs that we have and the language that we use, right? Yeah. Start to change that. You you start to change the way that the interaction of the communication goes. Um, there's so yeah. many pieces. Yeah, and I mean, the, the other thing, too, is like I'm willing to do the work. If I'm willing to do the work on myself, I'm willing to do the work on this relationship, too. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I Love is a funny thing. Um, it's the most painful. I remember, I remember uh, with the kids, I remember the first time they broke my heart. And I, and I had never known that because I've never liked kids. So I didn't really care. And I remember when the girls broke my heart for the first time and I was like, oh man, I'm done now. Like <laughs> this is stick a fork in me because they own me now, you know? Cause I just, if you, it's, ama it's amazing how even the, the a heartbreak can be rewarding, I, even though it hurts. So, huh, interesting. So are you, what are you guys doing with Tony Robbins? Sorry, not to change the subject, but what are you guys doing with Tony Robbins? So, you know, following him like usual. Yeah, I mean, we are um, speaking with him yeah. on camera. Yeah. yeah, we're, we're huge Tony Robbins fans. I've been following Tony for 20 years, uh, 25 years. Wow. Um, and, and really the, the, the work that he does and the things that I've learned from him really have changed my life or, or at least had a, a piece in changing my life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in so many ways and in so many experiences throughout my life. And so I, you know, we go to events, we, we were on an event online and, um, and it's fun, right? I was just talking about limiting beliefs. So there's, I don't know, 800,000 people live on this event. Wow. And then there's about 10,000 um, in a Zoom room. So we did the VIP and we were in the Zoom room with the 10,000 other people. And he asked for somebody to share their story of, of overcoming a, a, a challenge in their life. And I'll let you tell your piece. Yeah, so when he's, you know, it's getting up to that, he had us like, you know, do the write down what the challenge was, and we're doing our work, and they're playing the music, and then he starts talking about he's going to call someone up, and I had the thought of I should write on a piece of paper, pick pick us, and it, you know, how these thoughts go so fast, and right away my brain was like. I mean, all I have is a pen in front of me. It's going to be really thin. He's not going to see it. This is stupid. And I was like, no, like just scribble, make it really like thick. Just use your pen and make it as thick as you can do it. So I luckily went through that mind chatter and wrote on a piece of paper, pick us. And when I held it up, you know, it's the only white thing on the screen. So it stood out. And he was like, he comes up and he says, oh, Scott and Nancy Kiesling, let's, let's pick them. And we were like, I was sitting there like, oh, my God, if I had listened to the voice that was telling me this is, you know, you're stupid. What are you doing? You shouldn't be doing that. Right. You, yeah, like, all, like of all the... these things. But thank God I pushed through well, that and, and went with it. And it's it's really about like we can't control that first thought. 
right? Mm-hmm. We can control the thoughts after the first thought. That man, yeah. We can't control the first thought. Exactly. So maybe it's the eighth thought where she caught it and she did. And I got to share a, a, a story about my life with Tony. Um, and, and of course he was gracious and, and we had a great conversation. And the next day of this four day or five day event in the middle of the event, he says, Hey, I want you to bring my buddy Scott back up. <laughs> and he brings us back up for another conversation. And like, we've floated all year. I mean, just like I- I've been in the movie business for 30 years. Tony Robbins rang my bell. Like I was like, oh, I cannot believe it. <laughs> and I've worked with, you know, you've seen some of the people I've worked with. Yeah. And so again, we, we follow Tony. We teach. I, my certificate is through Tony. I learned how to coach through him. Um, and a year later we're doing another event and he picks us again uh, live to talk. Like it's like hitting the lottery twice for us. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was incredible. Um, so we're, we're very humbled and gracious that we got to share our story. But uh, at the same time, really excited that our manifestation yeah. came into effect because we 100% are believing that it's because we, we've been saying for a very long time, we will meet Tony one day. And one day I'm going to get to hug that giant man and give him <laughs> all the for, you know, for all the amazing things that he's done for me yeah. and our, our life. So, yeah. I, I just started listening to him for, for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. um, just recently. And, and I've had different, you know, people that I've listened to and, you know, but I tend to, I try to just learn a lot on my own. And, and that's just how I've operated. Um, the first guy that was like Tony that I had the opportunity to make, meet was Vishen Lenakani from Mind Valley. And I read his book when I was homeless. And it helped me realize I wasn't crazy. I mean, I'm crazy, but like not like I thought my ideas and my visions and all these things that I believed I could do, I thought I was batshit crazy. So I, I and then I read his book and I'm like, wait a second, no, it's everyone else that's crazy. <laughs> like this is God showing me what's possible. I get to do all this. Yeah. And so I got to meet him and I almost wept like he was. I, I mean, literally, I went. It was at um, Serious Business, which is a hair, a hair thing, and uh, like a. It's for people that really want to make a career out of the hair business. It's this course they do or a, a seminar they do in New Orleans. And I got to meet him and I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I acted, you know, I've been able to meet a few cool celebrities in my day and get to hang out. But I was like, OK, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> I met Vision and I was weeping. So now that I've started listening to Tony, I was like, well, why in the heck have I not been listening to him the whole time? He's got 30 years worth of content. That's timeless. Yeah, totally. Timeless. timeless. It really is. It's amazing to hear the people that started listening to Tony when it was like tape cassettes, and you yeah. talk to them today, and they're like, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It is. It's timeless. They're they're still following them today, just to keep going in life. <laughs> You're one of them. But, yeah, he, doesn't, he, doesn't recycle, he doesn't recycle anything either. And I appreciate that because all the, I mean, I'm not going to call out names, but after getting to work in the speaker world, I kind of know how, I know the scam now. Uh, That dude is doing something different every time. 
And he's also real in the sense that he knows what's happening in the world right now is BS. Mm-hmm. And I respect that because he's his own guy. Of course, he's got so much money. I don't think it, he, he, he can do that without fear. But I genuinely respect that about him. So I'm kind of getting warmed up. And I'm not big on going to those events, that kind of those events. But I think I want to go. I think I, I think I want to check out this Tony Robbins experience now. It's pretty cool. It's a good it's time. Nice. It really is. It's a good time. And, you know, look, it's it's really about going with the open perspective to get out of it whatever we're going to get out of it. Like so many people put expectations on themselves and what it should be, it shouldn't be. And it's like, what do you gain when you leave? And how does it make you feel? And what momentum does it drive? Um, yeah. Because that's really what what Amita his content is. Uh, but yeah, we love we love talking about <laughs> Well, I think you guys are terrific. Um, I I really do appreciate the wisdom. Um, uh, please tell the audience not only how, well tell them how they can support you, how they can follow your journey, and how they can sign up to get coached by you guys. Because I mean the, the the stuff you just gave me, like. I need to like, I feel like I need to go lay down now, but I mean, it was powerful and I, I really, really appreciate it. It spoke right to my heart. So please tell everybody how they can support you guys, how they can hire you for coaching and so on. Yeah. Um, well, you can go to our website, smartandnancykeesling.com. There's a lot of free resources on there, a lot of valuable content that you can take and use and apply to your life. Um, you know, we offer tons of uh, free value on our, our social media pages. Our Instagram is also Scott underscore and underscore Nancy uh, and in Facebook as well. If you just Google Scott and Nancy, you'll see all of our handles and our, our social media come up. But we're constantly out there, you know, you know, giving as much value as we can for you guys to be able to live your best life. And then, yes, if you want guidance, if you want to take it just a little bit deeper, uh, any any of those avenues, you can reach out to us through direct message. And we would set up a call and just talk about, you know, where you're at, where you're struggling and how you can overcome that and not have to be in a place of suffering. Anymore. I think you touched on it a minute ago about sort of going it alone. And, and, you know, we tend to, to think we can and we grow for that, but there's a, there's a space that, that having somebody that's been there and gone through it can really help us to get to the other side yeah. without us turning around uh, and running back to our old pattern. So we, we really get so much out of helping others seeing relationships thrive. Um, we see that it's possible. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. And I and I know that you guys are the real deal too. And I I mean you. It's evident. You watch people. It's. I think it's gotten easier to point out who's full of crap now online. Um, but I've seen you guys in person. And what I've never I haven't said is like I like to watch people. So I see people on social media like, well, oh, they're interesting. They're cool. And then I get the opportunity to meet them. And I love to see who's really who they say they are. And I remember the event. It was, um, uh, oh my gosh, Aggie, uh, Abby, and uh, oh my gosh. I forgot the name of the event now. But anyway, it doesn't matter. 
But I remember just watching how people were drawn to you, how you engaged with them, how you really made time for everybody. And I just, I remember that stuck out to me as super cool. Um, and I really admired that. I enjoyed the conversations that we got to have, but I always felt like we never got to finish it. And then years go by and it's just like, if the algorithm of Facebook and social media doesn't connect you, you kind of like, you know, you forget, you, you know, you just kind of forget sometimes because the algorithms are tricky. <laughs> so, but I, I'm just, again, so thankful um, that you guys came on. We were able to have this conversation and anything I can ever do to support you guys, uh, please let me know. Because I, again, I'm a fan of you and I'm actually going to find out how I can make sure to see your content go through my newsfeed so I can be more supportive of what you're doing because I do genuinely uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joshua. It's so great to talk with you more and just spend this time because it is, it's true. I can't believe it's been four years. It's just insane. Insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, well, God bless you both, um, and I and I'll be in touch. I and, and and folks, everyone that's listening and watching right now, you'll be able to go to livemodelworldwide.org and find all the links uh, to find Nancy uh, and Scott, and you'll be able to just, I mean, everything that they do, all the links will be there, their social media, everything. So if you didn't hear, even though their name's right there, you can go to that.com. <laughs> uh, you can also check us out. You would be able to find all their information. You'll be able to find the audio version, video version, and the transcript because, and why the transcript? The transcript is for several reasons, but one of the reasons is because when the guests say brilliant things uh, like they have, it's one of those things that you want to be able to go copy and paste and, and, and pay attention to, especially if you're on a journey to healing or trying to improve your relationships and so forth. So you guys can check that out there. And again, go support uh, Scott and Nancy. God bless you guys. Thank you so much, and I'll see you again soon. Thanks, Thanks so Joshua. much, Joshua. Bye, you all. Man, they were great, and I, I I do appreciate that. I do feel like, honestly, I want to go cry now, um, and that's being just as genuine as possible. I feel exhausted, um, and I want to put a pillow over my head and uh, process this because, you know what? I'm a grown-ass man, and I have a lot of growing up to do, and that's a very humbling thing to realize. Anyway, thank you for being here. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.